the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Pat Vitucci says, don't invest and forget. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Vitucci of Vitucci & Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. The latest inflation numbers are a bit of a good news, bad news scenario. The consumer price index for July remained unchanged after a jump of 1.3% in June. That flat number, however, being attributed to continuing decline of gas prices, but to the contrary, rising food prices keep hitting consumers hard. The food categories jumped over 13% over this time last year. Meanwhile, a top Federal Reserve official is predicting interest rates will continue to go higher in the future, all in an effort to try and control inflation. Welcome once again to another edition of Don't Invest and Forget. We're here faithfully every single week to help you keep your finger on the pulse of your money from Wall Street to Main Street to your wallet. Our host, 30-plus year financial manager, author, and the principal of Vitucci and Associates, Pat Vitucci, along with our own Don't Invest and Forget man on the street, Charlie Coyne, and I'm Craig Roberts. Well, Pat, this issue of inflation continues to dog us, even as we're seeing Washington, D.C. passing legislation designed supposedly to try to get inflation under control. But I suppose to a certain degree, market conditions are just going to be what they are, and they're going to kind of have to work their way through this uh, this entire inflationary period. Politically, suggesting there's no inflation. But interestingly, this past week, they passed an inflation-reducing bill. That was the title of it. Interest rates continue to go up. Mortgage rates are hovering in the 5.4% range. Just a couple scant months ago, it was 24 so we've got a whole different world. Certainly the real estate market, very large builder who was going to buy 100 acres to put up many homes at the last minute, backed out of that deal for obvious reasons. They don't want to sit on land for X number of years until until the cycle starts to turn. Consumers are out spending again. The household debt is going way up in this post-pandemic world. We're out traveling more, we're spending more, we're buying vehicles. Those are significant items that add to household debt. Two-thirds of GDP is based on consumer spending. So that creates a healthy economy, perhaps not a healthy balance sheet for mom and pop. 
tech stocks bouncing back nicely. They were downtrodden and beat up pretty badly in the last couple of years. But uh, Meta, i.e. Facebook, Netflix, Salesforce, Apple are really having some pretty good spikes in their stock prices. So we're seeing the tech world bouncing back. We've got the general indices, the, the NASDAQ, the Dow, the S&P, pretty healthy bounce back in and, in and of themselves. The Dow is only down about 8% from its high. We're at 15, 16 at the worst of it. NASDAQ still down in the neighborhood of 16%, but they were down 24, 25%. So we've got some improvement in share prices. There seems to be some enthusiasm coming back into the stock market for having an appetite for stocks again. But as you mentioned, Craig, earlier in your opening comments, food prices are up 13%. That's really serious issues for the average family. That coupled with shrinkflation where you're getting less per purchase, you know, we all know sizes of the portions that we're buying are going down and prices are going up. So for the average family, this is a real punch in the stomach. We're seeing the psychology of the market, interestingly, take a turn in the last couple of weeks. We've had a couple of really nice successive weeks of people jumping back into the market. Is this recession going to be short-lived? We'll see. I mean, certainly the incumbent party wants to trick out the economy as best it can. In a couple of short months, we've got a midterm election. The Dems are feeling confident on several issues about not taking a major bath, as they heretofore had indicated. And so we'll see how all that works out. Politics, as we know, affects the markets in a big, big way. And so we'll stay tuned to see if this new interest back into the stock market with both people. We're not just dangling our toes in the water. We've had some significant days where people are jumping all the way in, attempting to um, make some profit while share prices were at pretty historical low levels. So when share prices go on sale, you buy. But the psychology of the market is such that it spooks most people. Uh, most people don't have the courage to buy when things are down. I, you know, we get calls, oh, my gosh, the, the market is down. And yeah, well, there are certain opportunities where the earnings price ratio of certain stocks look really attractive. And so we're jumping in. And in the short run, it may not look attractive. But in almost every case, these corrections come screaming back. And we reflect back on buying stocks when they were at a pretty good price. So we'll see where the next uh, couple months goes as we lead up to the midterm election. Pat, I'm curious. Certainly there's going to be a sense that this will continue to drag on for a while, but even if these inflationary conditions were to disappear in short order, wouldn't there necessarily be some lingering after effect of that? And I ask that question because we're juxtaposing what's happening with inflation at the grocery store, the price at the pump, the impact of interest rates. And of course, one of the other issues that's beginning to crop up now is increase in household indebtedness. And this is largely consumer debt, which means it's not at that nice 
four, five, six percent. It may be like at 15, 20, 25 percent, depending upon one's credit worthiness and how far in debt you are. I understand that household debt now has surpassed $16 trillion. So nearly half of the entire federal debt is equal to household debt. And with that idea in mind, as we're spending more and at higher interest rates, doesn't that necessarily suggest that the fallout of this inflationary period will be with us for some time to come yet? Yeah, Craig, we're, we're not going back to that 2% range anytime soon. You don't get this spike and by next weekend, we're back down to the 2% range. We could be looking at years before we get back to those numbers. So interest rates do not react as quickly as, let's say, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Yeah, this higher cost of living, which has a huge impact on GDP and consumer confidence, specifically housing. And we know housing has huge ramifications of other industries. If you're not buying a brand new house, you're not buying a lot of other things, furniture and lawnmowers, and grass seed, et cetera, et cetera. So it has a cascading effect, frankly, is going to be around for, for a couple, three years. In most cases, this is how interest rates tend to linger around those those higher numbers. Patricucci says, don't invest and forget, invest and forget, invest and forget. Welcome back. With me in studio today, my special friend, Michael Hatfield. Michael's a broker associate with REMAX team. He covers the entire Bay Area. He's done a great job with all of our clients. They've called me and write me notes and say, Michael and Nancy, the Husband and wife team did such a great job. They drill down and look at levels of detail I hadn't even thought of. Michael, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Pat. Thanks for welcoming me back. And a big thanks to the uh, Don't Invest and Forget team for considering us with real estate needs. My gosh, have we pivoted from a market that was getting multiple offers. Homes were on the market in terms of hours, not days or months. Interest rates have gone from mid-twos to around five. What say you about this new dynamic market that has changed so radically in the last couple of months? I'm not too concerned with any of it as business cycles, in my view, always create opportunities for buyers and sellers. I look at it like there's a teeter-totter that has a fulcrum underneath it and it'll move from one side to the next. The seller side being one where seller has more advantage and buyers on the other side having more advantage. We've had an extreme um, seller advantage uh, side of the fulcrum for almost two years. And I remember back in 17 or 18 when we had this uh, program, we talked about it. It was coming. We were going to see that coming. I think it's just a mitigation uh, time where we've seen a lot of uh, seller benefits. Now we're going to go back towards the buyer benefits. It's a buyer's market. We're not getting multiple offers. Uh, homes are sitting on the market longer. That's understandable. What does that do when interest rates, Michael, go from mid twos to around five, five and a half a couple weeks ago? What does that do to the average buyer? I mean, what does that add? Does that add a lot of monthly payment? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, one of the issues is that when interest rates go up, it does tend to put a clamp on the activity in the uh, real estate housing market. It also tends to make affordability of loans tough. 
and meaning that lenders always look to have percentage of debt to income, and if it doesn't uh, meet those criteria, then the loan is not made. We're we're currently at about a 96% approval rate of loans that have been applied for, and we will definitely see some changes there as far as affordability and ability to pay the monthly payment. Um, National data, 92% of those are fixed-rate loans. So you'll notice that as... Uh, it everything has been on the seller side. Everyone's going for fixed rate loans, and now as the fulcrum of the teeter totter goes back towards the buyer side, we're going to see more types of loans, such as you know interest only uh, seven and one arm, where fixed rate is only guaranteed for seven years. We're going to see more of that happening. Michael, I suspect you and Nancy are in the unenviable position of having to go in and somebody says, "I'm thinking of selling my house." We looked at last month, last couple of months, top price, and you've got to say, well, it's not worth this anymore. It's worth a little bit less. Is that put you in an awkward position? If that's even in fact true, I'm not sure. Definitely true, and it always puts us in that situation. The important thing is we represent the client, and that's why it's so important to get an experienced agent that will tell you the way it really is, not the way that you want to hear it. We've seen so many times happen where agents uh, will come in and say, oh, this home is worth more in order to secure the listing agreement with the seller. And that, to me, is is not something we ever do. We try to say what the market is because real estate agents do not control the market and then offer the price that we see from from some good research and say, well, this is what the value appears to be. Yes, right now we, we do see that. The market has corrected, and the values that a seller could have received back in February, March has definitely been mitigated a little bit because of uh, less buyers in the market. So I was talking with a friend who owns a staging company, and I said, geez, I guess your market's going to slow down a lot. She's actually the opposite. So when you've got more competition, less qualified buyers, the staging becomes even more important because now you've got to trick out your house to make it look really sexy. Is staging critical, Michael, in this kind of market, or is is it not that important? I think it's important in all markets uh, to make your home, as a home seller, appear as as uh, desirable as possible. Uh, using staging has been proven time and time again to yield uh, somewhere between 7 to 14% greater return than if you did not stage it. You know, a lot of these things are done by your listing agent. Staging, uh, professional photography, a walkthrough video tour, things such as this, any tool in a professional realtor's quiver, arrow quiver, is important to be used, especially in times where it's now moving back towards the buyer-type market. We'll see more contingencies as it goes back to the buyer side of things, uh, which is a good thing. Um, Buyers and sellers tend to work together to make a deal happen. It means that both sides are buying into the deal and they're more committed to making the deal consummate. Back when I bought my first home, I paid 12.5% interest and the seller carried back a percentage of the down payment. At that time, it was very uh, much a time where Uh, You couldn't get financing the way that you wanted. The financing rates were very, very high. We made due during that type of the business cycle. And then when uh, interest rates started dropping down uh, in in upcoming years, then uh, you'd actually uh, would refinance to a lower rate. But, uh, you know, interest rates at 
you know, 5% or 4.5%, depending on jumbo or conforming loan, is still like free money with an inflation rate of 9.1% that we see now. So, Michael, just recent past, like a month or so ago, we, we had a whole lot more buyers, a whole lot less sellers. Are we moving towards equilibrium in the market, or, or are there still more buyers and sellers, or how's that balance working out? It's, it's well said that we're moving towards, I like the term moving towards, I don't think we're going to see an abundance of inventory uh, despite seeing more right now. We're still down inventory-wise from last year, uh, the month of June. I don't think we're going to see an abundance of housing inventory moving forward, I, regardless of what the interest rates are. And I think that people that can buy are going to be buying, I don't think that the prices will come down dramatically, uh, especially in the San Francisco Bay Area where we have such a large contingent of uh, tech buyers and buyers that of the millennial uh, generation. In the last two years, one of the, the biggest factors in the San Ramon Valley, as one example, is that we've had a migration of um, tech industry mid-management uh, employees come out to the San Ramon Valley where they can get more flat type lots, swimming pools with slides, uh, great schools. I mean, it was a great value for them being that they didn't have to go into the office all the time. They could do their office work from home with, you know, Zoom and and, and those type of features. But absolutely, uh, we're seeing um, a lot of migration uh, at this time to these areas, I still think that, uh, you know, the, especially in the moderate areas like uh, the San Ramon Valley, you're going to still see a, a sustained price, but longer days on market, the price will come down a little bit because that's what happens when we go from seller market to buyer market. With me in studio today, my special friend, Michael Hatfield. Michael's a broker associate with Remax team. He covers the entire Bay Area. By the way, I want to make it abundantly clear I am not a realtor. We had these special guests on to add their value and their opinion, but we do not sell real estate of any kind. I'm not a licensed realtor, so I want to make that real clear. That's why we have experts on. My gosh, have we pivoted from a market that was getting multiple offers, homes were on the market in terms of hours, not days or months. Interest rates have gone from mid twos to around five. Well, the Cupertino market, for example, be affected less than, in your example, Michael, the San Ramon Valley. You know, the work from home idea, more companies are saying, get your butt back in the office. We're seeing a decline in productivity. They're not moving to the Sierras anymore, maybe, because their boss said, COVID's over, get back to work. Is that kind of the trend? This is my man's opinion, but I think, yes, it's the trend. But I do think that we're going to see just, it's going to be equal across the board, any uh, corrections in that fulcrum and that teeter-totter, but it may have some benefit, the fact that some of the companies are requiring their their mid-level employees to come back into the office. Uh, yeah, I could see that happening. But across the board, we're just having a uh, a correction. I, I'm not discouraged by seeing uh, what we're seeing in the housing market right now. I think it's time that it comes back from, you know, the market that we've had of the last uh, two years. I, I think it's time that uh, it cools off a bit because the prices just can't continue to go up, go up, go up. It's just not a natural thing. I know you've taken care of a lot of my clients and they all tell me how it was so important to pick Michael and Nancy. What distinguishes you from the thousands of other realtors out there? Talk to our listeners about 
all the other things you do. It's not just listing the house, but it's getting the house ready and doing all the work that nobody ever sees. The, the result is the client gets extra value for the home because you've looked at and you've you've had to tell them, look, get rid of this furniture or spruce up, paint, landscape, whatever the issues are. I've just always been amazed how you and Nancy can get in there and, and gently, with a deft touch, talk to a, a prospective seller about, you got to get rid of all this and say it in a nice way, put a nice spin on it, right? All correct. Um, we work really hard for the client. The one thing I'd like to point out is that in so many cases, clients have a hard time uh, listening to the real estate professional. And I, w- I want to kind of underscore that. The other night I was sitting with a, a doctor acquaintance and I said, you know, doctor, why, why is it that you, you give them this plan and the neighbor who sells furniture comes in and says, well, it should be done this way. Why don't they listen to the real estate professional? And he had a good point And he said that it's not all that difficult to get a real estate license and that affects the way that people look at you, but it is, they have to dig deeper to see what type of experience that you actually have to service them and their needs. So with a home seller, we, we provide a market comparison of their home. We, we try to project where the market is actually going to take the value. Real estate people don't set the market. We, we try to give them a price that we believe that we can get for them. Then we do a massive amount of an advertising campaign uh, to get it out to the people that are the most prospective buyers. And then we, of course, during the process, we, we really work hard to prepare the home to where it's most desirable to the most amount of people. And, and, and Michael, you, you also wear another hat, too. You're talking about wearing the hat of the seller. What about the buyer? You represent buyers as well, too. Absolutely. Um, right now is a uh, very challenging time. We just did a ranch, a uh, small ranch, 21 acres, uh, up in the Cape Valley, and it was seven counter offers uh, to get it done. Uh, we had represented our buyers uh, before we knew what their desires were and what was important to them, and we were able to get a 33% discount over the listing price for our buyer. And so experience does pay, and whether or not it's it's our team or another team elsewhere, you really want somebody that looks out for your interest, number one, and then number two, uh, will give you a plan and has a lot of experience to enact that plan. All right, Michael, it's time to pull out your uh, crystal ball. Where do you see um, the balance of 22 and what's your vision for the beginning of 23? Crystal balls are always tough, but you know, they're, they're opinion and they're one man's opinion. I'm, I'm encouraged by the, the, the change in the fulcrum back towards, towards moving towards the buyer because it shows that the market is healthy. If the market kept going up and up and up, you're looking for something that is going to be a radical change. We're getting a radical change enough momentarily here. And I'm seeing that uh, due to the interest rates that that change is uh, something that is going to be somewhat temporary in my view. I believe from what I'm seeing that the housing inventory will override it all Certainly about next year, I think that uh, there will be people just jump back in and, and, and say, I'm going to have to buy. I'm going to have to buy a home. I, I don't want to rent because they're, they're concerned about rent now. Renting in California has always been tough, and it's going to get tougher uh, because of the rent control. And what does that mean? It means that 
you know, California rent control law of 2019 said that landlords can only raise 5% of the interest rate per year. It's, well, that's hard to do as an investment. But now, under the terms of that law, there's an inflationary clause. When inflation is run away uh, like it is, they can do 10%. So some of the rental people are going to get a rude shock here in the next coming months. I recommend get in there if you can find a way to buy, and sellers are going to be more uh, apt to listen. Buy your home now. And if they have a home seller and they want to move, it's a great time to sell, too. Maybe not buy that dream home. Buy one you can step up in three to five mm-hmm. to seven years. Yeah. Buy a fixer-upper or a smaller house that at least you're getting in the game as opposed to waiting for that enormous dream home you've always thought about. Do you remember your first home? I do. I I remember putting wallpaper and putting lots of money into it, and in five years later, it, it appreciated nicely. So you give it time to yeah. go through the cycle. Real estate takes time. Jump in the game. Yeah. You know, most people like to see that the market is running away and going like crazy, and then they'll jump in, and it might not be the, to their best interest. It might be at the top of that cycle. Uh, the important thing is that you're advised by somebody that is really keeping an eye on these. I, I'm encouraged by this. I, I really am. You know, uh, home ownership in California, 45.3% of home ownership uh, is by 35 to 44-year-olds, but yet uh, 65 to 74-year-olds, you know, 70, 73% of them own their own home. And, you know, that's going to be carried forward. It's going to be less home ownership moving forward in California because this population is not growing here uh, in number. Michael Hatfield and his lovely wife, Nancy Hatfield, do a great job. They're part of the part of the REMAX team. Any questions for Michael or Nancy? They represent the entire Bay Area. Give us a call. 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. By the way, I want to make it abundantly clear I am not a realtor. We had these special guests on to add their value and their opinion, but we do not sell real estate of any kind. I'm not a licensed realtor, so I want to make that real clear. That's why we have experts on. Michael, thank you so much for coming today and sharing your insights on this wacky real estate market. It's sure a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Pat. Pat Fittucci says, don't invest and forget. Invest and forget. Welcome back to Don't Invest and Forget. My special guest today, Karen Owa. Karen is a clinical exercise physiologist. She's an author of a very popular book called Athletes in Aprons, Nutritional Playbook. She's been a health educator. She can be seen on Channel 4 TV in the Bay Area. Karen, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Pat. Karen, we're really excited about a webinar you and I are going to do this coming Wednesday, August 17th at noon. The title is How to Live Longer Without Growing Older. And you mentioned in your book, six in 10 Americans have a chronic disease associated with the way they've lived their lives. That means heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, cancer, dementia. All these things you're saying can be somewhat prevented or curtailed. Talk to our audience about how to live longer without growing older. So the idea is to live a long life, like the title of my book, Athletes in Aprons, the nutrition playbook to break 100. So the goal is to live beyond 100, but still be very functional. I I talk about functional longevity. 
So it's more than just living a long life, but to live a life that is very, uh, where you're very functional, self-sufficient. So uh, we have a lot more control over that than people think. You know, a lot of people think that dementia is something that just happens to us and it's a stroke of bad luck. But all the research points to being able to control that and being able to curtail it. And, and it's all in a matter of how we live our life. You mentioned in your book there are six key interventions that have the power to treat and often reverse lifestyle-related chronic conditions. Talk to our audience about these six key interventions. So this involves everything which most people would probably assume, exercise and nutrition. But we're also looking at uh, stress and how to control our stress, our, our sleep patterns, and a lot of us don't get enough sleep. And, and it's also a matter of knowing how much sleep we need. So I'll be going into that. And also our social connections are very important. You know, during the pandemic, a lot of people suffered because they felt very confined to their homes. They had, they really didn't have access to people and 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 social activities. So we're going to kind of dive, really dive deeper into all these interventions that will help us uh, live longer and live a happier life. You mentioned in your book a forty-pound head. I thought that was an interesting uh, chapter. Seven tips to alleviate the most common pain generator. What is the 40-pound head? Well, most people have very poor posture. And it's either from looking at your phone all the time, having text neck. When you think about your head, your head weighs 10 pounds. When you have poor posture, your shoulders round. If you're at a desk all day, I can test your posture when, when we meet on Wednesday. <laughs> the more your head moves forward, the more your head is going to weigh. So I'll be going into that. People could kind of assess their own posture during the webinar. As we're sitting here, as, as you can see, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to straighten out my, my posture. You've brought it to my attention. Actually, Pat, it goes across all. I see it in young children. And they're they're carrying heavy backpacks, or did, they're just used to sitting in a in a sofa, looking down at their phones, and and so it starts young. It's not just in the older age group where you see a lot of kyphosis or, or the the hunchback. It's starting young now, and that's going to set them up for pain in the neck and the shoulders. Uh, postural problems start from the feet and go all the way up to the head. So it's something to address early on. My pet peeve is I, I exercise and bike a lot, and mm -hmm. I see these 10-year-old kids with e-bikes, and I'm saying to myself, to me, that's kind of irresponsible to buy a young kid an e-bike mm -hmm. when kids need the exercise. And by the way, the couple children I saw were tend to be little on the overweight side, you know, maybe there's other issues. Does an e-bike just exacerbate that weight problem as a kid? And you built in habit for a 10-year-old, they're lifelong habits. Right. So the e-bike, actually, it's something I recommend for the older adult. Child could probably do without it because they may tend to use it more like a, 
a motorbike than than a bicycle. For the older adult, I like to recommend them because it's a little less intimidating. Some some of my patients say, "I just have a hard time getting out of my my residence because I'm on a hill." So if if you have the e-bike, you're older and and you get maybe you go a little farther than you actually expected to, it makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. It, it, a lot of patients that had bikes, a regular bike, so they didn't take it out because they are afraid that they might not be able to be fit enough to get home. So uh, in those cases, I, I recommend the e-bike. That makes perfect sense. And if an elder person can get some exercise and be out yes. in the fresh air rather than sitting watching soap operas eating, eating potato chips. But mm-hmm. for the 10-year-old, I agree. You know, we all, as kids, we need, you know, exercise to grow and develop ourselves. But in any event, that's kind of my little pet peeve. The secret to a healthy heart and the brain, one place you may not be looking. Here's our audience about what you'll be talking about. We've got a great webinar coming up this Wednesday, August 17th at noon. You can go to our website, Don't Invest and Forget, and sign up for that or call our toll-free number, one plan wise Karen and I are going to conduct an hour-long session specifically talking about her book, Athletes in Aprons, the Nutritional Playbook to Reach Age 100. And Karen's been featured on Channel 4 TV for almost five years now. So she's a clinical exercise physiologist, an author, a health educator. And by the way, she's turned my peanut butter habit into <laughs> buying a much better, healthier peanut butter, well, kind of a peanut butter fanatic. She's pointed out peanut butter are not healthy, so I went out and bought really healthy, much more expensive, but can make a big, big difference, right? It really does. And, and right now, we're, food is so expensive, and it's costing, it's producing a lot of anxiety. Before, we used to go to the store because we were afraid of getting COVID. Now, we're ever, going to the grocery store creates a lot of anxiety because of the cost of food now. There are ways to actually be healthier while reducing your cost of food. We might touch on a little bit of that also. I'm told the color of food is really important. The more colorful blueberries and strawberries and all kinds of colored vegetables tend to be more on the healthy side, right? Right. Those are those those healthy phytonutrients, or we also call them phytochemicals. Those are the things that are in those foods. The The pigments are what healthy that they they are the antioxidants in the food so as many colors and I go into in my book all the different colors and what they're good for and where to find them and and try and with some recipes to incorporate these particular colors in your your uh, your menu so yeah you're right on about the the blueberries and the strawberries and all those things that you like Karen Owak is a clinical exercise physiologist. She's an author of Athletes and Aprons, the nutritional playbook to reach age 100. We're really excited to have her come on a webinar this coming Wednesday, August 17th at noon. Go to our website, Don't Invest, and forget to sign up, or give us a call, one plan wise She'll spend an hour talking about all the issues that affect our health, how to live longer without growing older, Karen, thanks so much for coming on the show today. We'll look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. You're very welcome, Pat. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci. 
To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program, or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of Bay Area offices of Atucci & Associates near you, go to DontInvestAndForget.com. That's DontInvestAndForget.com. Or call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or visit DontInvestAndForget.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.